We'll hear argument now number 94780, Capital Square Review and Advisory Board versus Vincent J. Panette. Mr. Renner. Mr. Chief Justice, may it please the Court. I will attempt to preserve several minutes for rebuttal. This Court today is faced with a factual pattern which requires the analysis of the friction that is created when two prongs of the First Amendment rub against each other. Ohio suggests that this Court adopt a workable rule, that any purely religious display which is unattended and positioned at the very seat of government should be considered as a violation of the Establishment Clause. Mr. Renner, what do you mean when you say at the very seat of government? Mr. Chief Justice, uh, the seat of government would be a building or structure from which the public realizes the power of government does its work. Uh, this could be obviously a capital building, it could be a city hall, it could be a county courthouse, it could be uh, a, a federal building. Would it have to be located, say, at least in a county seat? I am not aware. Well, I, I don't think there are any. There would be federal post office buildings that, uh, for instance, in, in cities other than county seats. Which so when you say the seat of government, you're not talking about a, a geographical location of, of a capital or a county seat. That's correct, Your Honor. We're talking about a facility which the reasonable observer, the public, the common man would associate as being governmental in its uh, authority and, and from which governmental activities uh, are carried out. Well, do you mean, really mean then anything more than a government building? Probably not, Your Honor. There are probably some government buildings that are in uh, rented office structures, for instance, at which the reasonable observer might not recognize the building as being that of government, in which case our rule would not, uh, not carry the same weight. Do you think the reasonable observer can conclude that petition and assembly are an important activities to take place at the seat of government, assuming that that is a valid legal category? Well, Justice Kennedy, uh, the reasonable observer does understand that uh, assemblies, demonstrations, speeches, and rallies take place at the seat of government uh, frequently, yes. And is the Capitol Square a public forum, in your view? Justice Kennedy, the Capitol Square has been recognized, certainly the state of Ohio's Capitol Square has been recognized as a public forum. And do you accept that? We accept that it is a public forum, Your Honor, but if I could explain that just because it is a public forum doesn't mean that uh, unattended displays are recognized as being anything other than a government. Well, now, as I understand it, at one time the board here had uh, adopted a, a regulation saying that all displays on the square had to be attended by someone. Wasn't well, that the regulation? I believe there was. No unattended displays permitted at the Christmas well, season? Well, that's correct. I, I think the tenor of the, of the resolution was that there would be no displays uh, at the State House. And branch, that would have been a content-neutral sort of a time, place, and manner regulation, I suppose. We would certainly believe that's correct. And the Board could certainly adopt that as a policy, couldn't it? That's correct. And it also, I suppose, could designate a certain part of the Capitol Square where it would allow displays by different groups. That would be correct also, Your Honor. And it hasn't attempted to do that. It didn't attempt to adopt that reg it, it adopted the regulation you first suggested, but did not and adopt the regulation it. second. Mm -hmm. Has, has uh, the Board permitted 
other groups uh, to have displays in the Capitol Square area during the holiday season? Yes, I guess I have to answer yes, Your Honor, because the, the state itself has a holiday display. The state owns the holiday display. It owns the Christmas tree. As part of a previous holiday, several previous holiday displays, it has allowed the petition of one of the uh, Jewish branches in this, in this city to erect a menorah in conjunction with that holiday display. And any other groups? The United Way uh, at one time requested the state to have, uh, have positioned in front of the state capitol building a thermometer showing the progress of the United Way campaign in the community, which the state readily approved. Mm -hmm. And has the board denied uh, access to Capitol Square to groups other than the KKK? Your Honor, other than the ones that you and I have just discussed, I'm not aware of any petitions for unattended displays on the State House grounds. And one last question. I, I understand that the uh, cross that was erected or proposed to be erected and, in fact, was by the KKK here had a disclaimer uh, attached to it saying it was not a display of the government. That's correct, Your Honor, and I believe there's a, a, a photograph attached to the documents presented to the court of the, uh, of the disclaimer. That it was of a cardboard nature, which uh, did receive immediate wind damage, but it was, it was there. And, of course, the Board could have required other types of disclaimers it, on more permanent material if it chose. The, there, there is an infinite variety of potential disclaimers that could be employed. You're correct, Your Honor. Mr. Renner, one of the points that, that you make is that the <coughs> — excuse me — that the — uh, Court of Appeals seem to have applied a, a rule that so long as the forum is public and so long as the actual sponsor is private, that's the end of the matter. And, and I'm not sure that the Court of Appeals applied that rule. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, at page A8 of the petition appendix, and on, on that page the, the Court quotes from a prior case, refers to those two factors, but the quotation goes on to say, although these facts are not automatically determinative, recent precedent, in precedent indicates that they should carry much more weight than the details of the display emphasized by the plaintiffs. Now, I might very well agree with you that the manner in which the, um, the, the, uh, the appearance of this uh, display was analyzed was not a, a very nuanced treatment. But I also have difficulty in going as far as you would have us go and say that the Court of Appeals was just applying an automatic rule, public forum, private sponsor, end of issue, because it did say that these are not automatically determinative. Why should we find a legal error uh, on, the, on the record that we have, including the Court's opinion? Justice Souter, the reason that we believe that there was legal error in the Sixth Circuit is because Though there were various portions of the Sixth Circuit decision which addressed other factors, it even mentioned the endorsement analysis, the Court still pr pronounced as its conclusion that any private speech in a public forum is permissible. It didn't say any private speech which doesn't impact reasonable observers in a negative way or in a, in a positive way with regard to their understanding of the religious nature. It didn't say any private speech that's accompanied by a disclaimer, it just said as its conclusion that any private speech in a public forum 
is, uh, is an appropriate uh, speech regardless of, of its content. Mr. Renner, could you, could you — I'm not clear as to what kind of unattended displays were permitted uh, under, under uh, Ohio's law. Uh, did they have to be related to Christmas or Hanukkah? During, during — it was only during the holiday season, I understand. But during that season, could, uh, could the Libertarian Party have uh, put up a display? Justice Scalia, uh, uh, the answer to that question is no. Uh, the display that was permitted at the State House ground involved a long tradition of Ohio's owned, owned and uh, uh, operated Christmas tree. Uh, once various courts of this land, including our own Sixth Circuit and, and uh, some analysis by this court in the Allegheny case, determined that a holiday display which included both a Christmas tree and a menorah was not a purely religious display but had a holiday connotation. Ohio followed that pronouncement and permitted the uh, erection of the menorah. But there was that content uh, limitation on unattended displays. The only unattended displays you were going to allow were those uh, whose message pertained to, uh, to the holidays and not, none others. Well, can you do you're, that? You're correct, uh, uh, Justice Scalia. The, the state, uh, of course, which was making its decisions under the guidance of uh, court determinations, had concluded that it would be a, an Establishment Clause violation to allow purely religious displays I'm not, to be exhibited. I'm not talking about purely religious. I'm talking about anything else. Can, can you limit your, your uh, permission for unattended displays to just those that have to do with the holiday season and... and and for all other purposes, no one can have an unattended display? Well, I think not, uh, uh, Your Honor. If, if, in fact, displays are going to be permitted in the public forum, we think the state probably has the right to say no displays may be presented. Yes. But if displays are going to be presented, right. that, then the free speech and, and equal access provisions would require us to pro provide them to all speech so, content. So, so the Libertarian Party could have put up an unattended display? That would be my understanding, as long as it were not purely religious, Your Honor. I see. Now, why wouldn't the state be worried that people would, would think the state was endorsing the Libertarian Party? They might be, Your Honor. But that's okay. Well, there's no proscription in the Constitution that a state, the state may not be involved. The state can endorse the Libertarian Party. I'm not aware of it. If you want to be a real, real Ohioan, you should support the Libertarian Party. They, they can say that. Well, I would hope that they wouldn't, Your Honor, but I don't think That's it's a violation of That's just goodness of their hearts. They, they, they really can support a particular political party officially and say you're not, you're, you know, you're not a patriotic Ohioan if you don't vote Libertarian. Well, I, I, I wasn't I, aware of that. Well, as I'm standing here, Your Honor, I'm trying to think of what prescription in the, in the Constitution of the Bill of Rights which would prescribe that. It certainly would not be an Establishment Clause prescription. But, but the, you wouldn't worry — but in any case, you, 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 uh, you wouldn't worry about that being identified with the state by well, allowing it up in front of the uh, state building. As the attorneys for the state of Ohio, we would certainly want to review all other accounts. And if the Nazi Party did it, I guess the, the legislature wouldn't, wouldn't worry about the Nazi Party display being associated with the state, would it? Your Honor, to say that they wouldn't worry about it would be disingenuous. Well, well but they have this regulation that you say permits it. That, that's correct. The regulation would not — the regulation of which uh, we have advised the, uh, the board to work under would not prescribe forms of speech other than those that violate the Establishment Clause. Whether it's lawful or not, I find it difficult to believe that the members of the Ohio legislature wouldn't worry 
about the Nazi Party being associated with the state. I agree with that, Your Honor. And if they don't worry about it with the Nazi Party, I don't know why they would worry about it with the KKK or, or with a cross or with a religious symbol. It just seems implausible to me that they are really worried about the state being uh, identified with the messages that they're allowing to be put there. Why would they worry about it with religion and not with other things? Well, I would hope it would be because, Your Honor, that religion has a specific qualification in the First Amendment. And I would hope that the state worries about the things that their attorneys suggest. Well, I'm not worried about, about it, whether it's in the First It is in the First Amendment, but, but you also have to establish a risk of identification. And if there were a real risk of identification, I doubt whether the Ohio legislature would say anybody with any sort of, a, of an unpleasant message can stick it up in front of our state house. If they were really worried about identification, I doubt whether they'd do that. Your Honor, I, I think I would agree with your analysis. As, as the record below indicates, the state did struggle considerably with the notion of allowing the Ku Klux Klan to uh, rally uh, or put up displays at the state house. But they did permit them to rally. Your Honor, may I ask the other, the other side of the coin, <clears throat> Justice Scalia's question? Do you understand the rule in the Sixth Circuit, which I guess there was a case that arose in Michigan before this one, to make it necessary for the state to permit the Libertarian Party to put up a sign such as he described if they want to? No, I, I don't understand it that way, Your Honor. I you don't understand the, the, court of, the rationale of the Court of Appeals to require that. It, it would require that if, in fact, that those forms of speeches were, uh, uh, were allowed to others. Uh, well, I think not, the state of Ohio could prescribe all unattended displays, but I think once speech is opened up, the only way that the state of Ohio could forbid any speech is if it were a, a violation of some other constitutional provision. And that's what we uh, assert is, is the problem here in this case. Wasn't there testimony in the record here from a rabbi that said that a menorah was a religious symbol? There was, Your Honor, and he testified quite vehemently that it was a purely religious symbol as viewed by, by members of his faith. I take it your argument today is that the menorah would have to fall in the same category as the cross. Your opening statement was that no religious symbol, and yet Ohio itself made the distinction. It is correct, Justice Ginsburg, that Ohio made the distinction but it was based on directives that Ohio felt had been provided to it by superior courts. But do I take it from your opening statement at this argument that you uh, have now reconsidered, and you, I thought you said in the beginning of your argument that no religious symbol could be in front of a building that is identified with government. That is our belief, Justice Ginsburg. We are still, however, uh, living with a decision that, that, as we read the Allegheny County case, that says that the menorah is not a was purely religious opinion, symbol. Was that an opinion of the court? It was in the opinion. Yeah, it would, did it command the votes of five justices? I, I do not believe that it did, Your Honor. Uh, it was in the uh, uh, opinion of Justice Blackman, who, of course, uh, read the opinion for the court, but I don't believe that section of it did command the uh, the five votes. It is, however, the guidance that the state of Ohio has worked with uh, since, it, since it was rendered. Does your theory uh, ask us to presume what a reasonable observer would conclude? Do we have to make that as some sort of an empirical uh, inquiry in all of these cases? Uh, Justice Kennedy, I don't believe it's necessary. I think that, I think that our result is achieved whether we use the analysis of the endorsement test 
and use the analysis of a reasonable observer, or if we use the analysis of, of Leah versus Wiseman in which uh, there was a, a, an indirect coercive effect because of the mandatory nature of subjecting the school students to the prayer. This is very much like that because of the placement of this cross will automatically require many thousands of citizens to, to view this message, the message of the cross superimposed upon the state capitol building. But, so, but even if, if, if we stipulate then that uh, — most people, certainly most reasonable people, will not conclude that the state is sponsoring or has anything to do with this message? That the, that the, mes Are you still, that the message is still prohibited? That, or the message must still be suppressed? If, if it were a fact that nobody or uh, uh, no reasonable people would associate well, we usually with the state in the law talk Ohio. about a, a reasonable observer for, for starting point. And Certainly. I'm asking you if, 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 if your, your theory doesn't require us to assume that a reasonable observer would attribute this message to the sponsorship of the state. I, I'm saying, Justice Kennedy, I don't think it requires that analysis. I think, I think that analysis supports the result we urge <coughs> on the court because we think that a reasonable observer on, under these circumstances with a message as powerful as that of an unattended cross in the presence of the state capitol building, that there would be countless reasonable observers who would well, be connecting those two images. Well, but, but it if doesn't this is not a part, well, then, then we must assume that under your theory, even if a reasonable observer would not attribute this message to the state, the state still is required to suppress it. The answer to that question, I think, Your Honor, lies in the decision of Lee versus Wiseman, in which the reasonable observer analysis was not required either. But, well, but, that, but that, was, that was different, because the whole, the whole assumption there was that the state was sponsoring the message. And that's not this case at all. Well, I, I would invite the Court to, to consider the parallels, because it was, in that case, after all, a private speech that was rendered by the rabbi that was in question. But that, it, but that wasn't the assumption of the opinion. The assumption of the opinion was that it was state-sponsored. Well, I think the court concluded it was state-sponsored by some fact patterns that connected the rabbi with the, uh, with the message and with the school system in, in that case. Uh, that, that the rabbi was invited by the school system to give the benediction and the invocation. But that hasn't occurred here. It has not, but I also do not believe, Your Honor, that Lee versus Wiseman would have turned on... Uh, a situation in which the rabbi called up the school and said that my daughter's graduating me. I present the, uh, the invocation for the school system. In other words, is there any was, indication in Lee versus Wiseman that a graduation is a public forum? Well, there is none. And we would suggest... And haven't you conclude, conceded that this is a public forum? We have conceded that it is a public forum for speeches and dis discussions. We, we would uh, emphasize to the court that there is no history of private use of this plot of ground in front of the state capitol building for attended, unattended displays other than those which were approved and supported by the state uh, government. Well, are you, are you then saying that the, that the reasonable observer test is passed here, or are you say you're as, as, as distinct from saying that it need not be applied? Well, I think, that, I think if we apply the reasonable observer test, which we encourage this Court to do, we would have to conclude that when we have a message as powerful as the cross, placed in front of a, a building as recognizable right, you're, as you're saying that it meets the test. That's right. But you're, well, not saying, you're not saying that the test is irrelevant to the decision of the case. No, I'm not, Your Honor. Okay. I'm saying that the rule that we suggest that the Court adopt, whether the Court were to apply the endorsement analysis or were to apply the indirect coercion analysis, 
the, the fact patterns would result in this conclusion. What would the reasonable observer be expected to know? Or would the reasonable observer be expected to know everything that had been displayed, say, for the last 12 months, the last five years? No, obviously not, Mr. Chief Justice. The reasonable observer, in fact, contrary to what was said in the Sixth Circuit, that a reasonable observer knows all relevant facts, we submit that a reasonable observer is a common man, an average man that is not either a hypothetical dolt, as suggested in the Sixth Circuit, or one that well, is a reasonable person know how to read, though, do you suppose? I think I most of think them certainly so. would. And they can read the disclaimer, can they not? They can read the disclaimer if, if Justice O'Connor, they are close enough to the symbol to be able to see the disclaimer. I think your argument is so far-fetched, it's just hard to bring it down to reality. Well, to the real world, here is this thing with a sign that says this isn't government-sponsored. Well, and the board has every power to protect itself by any reasonable regulation. And yet it comes here arguing for this, this remarkable proposition to suppress speech uh, in a discriminatory fashion. I just think um, your argument uh, falls, falls short of what this Court's cases have required. If I may, uh, Justice O'Connor, discuss the notion of the reasonable observer who can read uh, and under the fact patterns of this case. What we have is a 10-foot high cross displayed in the middle of the, the State House grounds surrounded by uh, 8 to 10, 25-story or higher buildings from which people can observe this scene of the State House and the Cross at distances far greater than they are capable of reading any disclaimer. Mr. Brennan, can you clarify, because the record at one point refers to this as a 10-acre area, and in another place it's just one block. What are we talking about? What is this area, and how close is the association? How close your, are these symbols? Your Honor, I will try to describe uh, this as visually as I can paint with words. The, the Capitol Square is nearly a square uh, parcel of land. It comprises a total of approximately 10 acres. A large portion of that is consumed directly in the middle by the State Capitol Building of the State of Ohio. Directly to its east, on the eastern portion, uh, is an, what is called an annex, or now the Senate Office Building, which is connected to that and uses up most of the ground to the east of the building. To the west of the building is the front of the Capitol. It faces the main street in the city of Columbus, and it is probably 500 feet in width and probably uh, 300 feet from the street to the Capitol building. It is this location that the government has used to display all of its unattended displays. That's where our statues are, where our flags are, where our unattended messages from the government of the state of Ohio are positioned. And it is in this area, in a grassy portion, there are several quadrants uh, surrounded by sidewalks, of grassy portions of this plaza, in the middle of one of those grassy portions is where the cross was placed. How far was it from High Street? Uh, Approximately uh, 100 feet, Your Honor. Are you arguing that, and I didn't perceive this before, that because the government has in the past customarily used this area to display its messages, therefore a reasonable observer would say if the message is displayed there, it must be the government's? If so, what are the other messages that are, or displays that the government has placed there that would lead to that inference? Well, 
Your Honor, first of all, I would refer to unattended uh, displays that were put up there on a, on a temporary basis, such as the United Way thermometer. Well, you, you mentioned such as, and I don't mean to be picky, but do we get beyond such as? We don't. The thermometer always comes up, but is there anything else? We don't get beyond uh, it, Your Honor. Uh, the, the history of unattended displays here in, includes those permanently displayed by the government. Well, it means, it means the Christmas tree, it means the thermometer, and I guess after Allegheny it means the menorah next to the Christmas tree. That is correct, Your uh, Honor. And the and menorah may or may not be identified with the government. But do, that, do we have any other factual premises for we do not. to draw that? And, and uh, if I might add, the, uh, the one testimony that we have in the record of, uh, of a witness called by the respondents indicated that when he viewed the thermometer, he viewed this as government support for the thermometer. Our premise is that in this context, in this location, which is so predominantly historically the place where government displays its messages, that a reasonable observer will understand a message to well, be related well, how to How does the menorah fare under your reasonable observer test? The, the menorah uh, has been suggested to, uh, to us by courts of previous uh, jurisdictions. I mean, under your reasonable, not what some plurality opinion of this court might say, but under the reasonable observer test. Well, under the reasonable observer test, we find it hard to believe that there would be very many reasonable observers who would think that a menorah is anything other than a purely religious symbol. And nonetheless, the board approved it. The board approved it, Your Honor, as, as described before, based on what, the, uh, the previous. Uh, a reasonable observer would think it's a religious symbol sponsored by the state. Well, we think that it has such a favored location on the prominent uh, position of governmental property that only the only conclusion that a reasonable con observer would have is that it's approved and supported by, by the government. May I, I ask you one question? <laughs> just one. Is it your position that you can permit the menorah while denying the cross? That's not our position, Your Honor. Well, that's what it uh, seemed to be, and I just wanted to be sure it wasn't. No, our position is that we have permitted the menorah based on helpful suggestions that have been previously rendered yes. that, the, that the menorah is not purely religious. Mr. Renner, there, there's just something that's inconsistent with the defense that, that Ohio comes up with. You're here representing Ohio. You're an assistant attorney general for Ohio. And you're saying, this is a terrible thing. If somebody puts up a sign in this location, people will think that it represents the views of the state. But it's the state that has invited people to put up signs here. If you really were worried about people confusing private messages to the state's message, you could have established this location for signs somewhere else. But to say that, put it up here, and then say, however, not religious ones here, because someone might confuse that message with our message. Well, why weren't you worried about that for all other messages? I don't understand that. That doesn't seem reasonable to me. Uh, yeah, first of all, I'm not certain that the state has ever invited the use of this property for, for displays. But uh, You said that any display could go up. I, I'm, I'm saying that we, based on analysis of equal access, that we would not deny any display based on speech content. But I would point out that uh, when the United Way barometer went up, it w went up with the approval of the state of Ohio. And that people saw it as having the approval of the state of Ohio. And that was permissible because the state of Ohio is not, uh, is not required constitutionally not to support the United Way. Just close it to the public forum and you would have no problem. Th that's correct, Your Honor. 
but we're not required to do that because the First Amendment only requires us to forestall from participating in religious. Right, but it doesn't seem reasonable to me to both do it and then come in complaining about people's messages being mistaken for those of the state when you have invited people, all people, not just uh, religious groups, but all people to come in and stick their message up in front of the state house. Well, I don't think that's an accurate description of what, what the state Have you invited anybody to put a message up whose message you disagree with? I don't know that we've ever invited anybody to put a message up. Have you up. permitted anybody to put a message up whose message you disagree with? We've only permitted the United Way to... Everything you've done is consistent with it. No, the answer Whenever is no. it's there, you end, people will think you endorse it. Is the, that right? That's correct, Your Honor. And I'd like to preserve the remainder of my time. Could I can ask you one quick question, please? Um, I, could you just repeat, like, in 30 seconds or very briefly... Uh, what I, I quite agree with you. I don't see how you could have a menorah and not have a cross. I, I don't really. I, I understand the difficulty of finding a distinction. So you'd say don't have either. Uh, I see the picture, and I can understand. You say, gee, people will think this cross right in front of the state house is a state cross. But what I don't—that's your argument. All right. But what's the legal test that will say whether it should be back 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet? What is the legal test? It, it sounds as if the lower courts did apply a reasonable observer test. Are you disagreeing with their application of it? Oh, but, what, but what is this court supposed to do, in your opinion? Is this court supposed to say, I've never been to this square. I don't know if this photograph really uh, telescopes distances. What do you want us to do? Your Honor, I want, I want you to instruct the Sixth Circuit that if they're going to apply a reasonable observer test in a public forum notion, they still must determine what a reasonable observer would see as the message from that public forum. They must determine whether the, is this is a state message or a private message. They must not simply assume that because it's in a private forum, everybody, in a public forum, everybody is going to know it's private speech. Thank you, Mr. Renner. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Mr. Walman, <clears throat> we'll hear from you. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, the State has chosen to recast some of the events that have occurred in this matter. The record does not support the notion that the menorah and the United Way thermometer were the only items there. The District Judge, in his finding of fact number 13, specifically noted that the United Way thermometer and booths and arts festival displays, in addition to the menorah and the state's tree, were examples. That's the word the district judge used based on his findings, based on his familiarity with the particular setting. What is before the court, we believe, is that here we have a quintessential public forum, a public forum which in which the state has permitted a variety of displays, and those displays, suddenly, the state chooses to confine. Suddenly, it chooses to say, my client's symbol shall not be there, and it relies upon its claim of establishment clause. Mr. Woolman, is this an all-purpose public forum at all times? That is, as I understood it, 
um, unattended displays have only been allowed during the holiday season. Is, am I correct in that? Uh, no, Justice Scalia. In fact, the record here reflects that such things as the Arts Festival, which were not held during winter weather, uh, and which there were displays and booths, those, for instance, well, were in the summer. And I, there's said, no I said unattended displays. I assume these merchants did not walk away and leave their wares just sitting there. Uh, that may be during the daytime, but there, the unattended displays of art have appeared there overnight. Those are not just fold up the tents and leave. Nonetheless, there were the United Way display. I was, to the best of everyone's understanding, not a part of any holiday seasonal display. So it, it was a year-round matter. And what we have here is the state suddenly announcing a new rule, a new rule not having previously precluded any display from being there. The record doesn't reflect any given instance where that happened. The new rule, we think, clearly violates the precedence of this Court going back a substantial period, and even in the modern era, Larson against Valente, as an example, where the Court had held that where there might be a compelling interest in the State, to not violate the Establishment Clause. Nonetheless, the state has a duty to use mechanisms, mechanisms so as to preserve freedom of expression, mechanisms that are, to use the Court's language, closely fitted to the circumstances. Well, Mr. Wollman, do you concede that reasonable time, place, and manner regulations can be adopted by the Board yes, or Justice the state for the use of this area? Yes, Justice O'Connor. And would one such possibility be no unattended displays? One possibility might be no unattended displays at any time, including religious and non-religious. We would maintain that they could say no unattended displays so long as there was some legitimate reason for extracting that part of the speech of the uh, speech in that forum. Uh, from what it is. And I suppose they could designate a certain smaller area of the open space for use by anyone who has a display. They could indeed. Could a reason be that they didn't want the Ku Klux Klan to get in on the act? Uh, there is substantial evidence in the record to suggest that, Justice Kennedy. Uh, it could well be the state did uh, initially uh, have public statements and discussions regarding that it did not wish to have the Klan display. Could that be a legitimate reason for adopting a rule prohibiting all unattended displays? No, Justice Kennedy. Why not? Um, a perfectly valid regulation can be passed from a number of motives. And it seems to me if the state decides you know, we're getting a lot of flack from people who see this uh, this Klan display up here of the cross, and we're taking heat for it. And we realize we can't just ban the Klan's cross, but we're going to ban everything and just avoid the problem. Well, why would that raise a constitutional question? We believe that when there is a traditional public forum, as there is in this case, the state cannot be in the position, as it did in this case, of making ad hoc, willy-nilly judgments. Well, but I'm not talking about an ad hoc, willy-nilly judgment. I'm talking about the sta a state decision that we are simply not going to have any un unattended displays at any time in the future. It's, 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 it's pulling in the limits of the forum. 
It could pull in the limits of the forum. We believe it ought not to be doing so for any unholding, any un- type of unholy reason. Well, but my, but my question is, suppose, following up the Chief Justice's question, the uh, Commission says, we have had for years a Christmas tree and a menorah, and now we have a sign that is very controversial. Uh, it's a symbol of hate to many people. The only way we can stop this is to have a new rule, no unattended displays. Is that constitutionally permissible? We believe not. We believe that... So that it's grant, uh, so that once you have this rule, the state in perpetuity, or at least for the reasonable future, has to allow the Ku Klux Klan cross? No, Justice Kennedy. We believe that time, place, and manner restrictions must be reasonable. Uh, the jurisprudence of this Court has for decades held that time, place, and manner restrictions, reasonable time, place, and manner restrictions are appropriate, but should not be content-based. We do maintain that the state could indeed exclude all unattended displays. Why, why are, are you, let me ask you a question about that content-based note. Supposing the state regarded the Capitol grounds as something like a very giant bulletin board, what they put in their front hall. Could they not say, we will only allow messages to go up there that the state in general endorses? Uh, some kind of a poster saying, don't smoke or don't drink or contribute to the United Way and so forth, things like that that are not very controversial. Could they limit the forum in that way, by content, but only those things the state thinks are, uh, there's a sound public policy, it's bipartisan and the rest would support? And, Justice Stevens, yes, in that particular hypothetical example, they're not looking to the content of individual speakers. They are withdrawing the whole area as a public forum and just labeling it as a state area. Is, is that right? I mean, you think that's an innocuous limitation? An innocuous limitation is a limitation to only that kind of speech that the state likes. Uh, well, frankly, I we, don't, that, that's we don't find it acceptable. the worst kind of limitation. No. Justice Scalia, we do not find that acceptable. We believe that this is a public forum area. There's no question in my mind that the entire State House grounds could not be withdrawn. Mr. Walmer, do you believe the Establishment Clause has nothing to say here? I, I, you have answered the question so far that you can't distinguish between the political message and the religious message, uh, certainly not one religion and another. Mr. Renner seemed to be saying, well, we have to be a little extra concerned about the endorsement notion because there's an Establishment Clause that we have to do something with. How do you fit the Establishment Clause into the way you view this question? Justice Ginsburg, we believe that the Establishment Clause clearly creates a legitimate interest for the state to make an inquiry. When you have a public forum, we do acknowledge the the state has a legitimate interest in honoring the Establishment Clause and following its commands. In this particular instance, and in general, the state makes a major mistake. The Establishment Clause is to be read along with the Free Exercise Clause and the other expression clauses of the First Amendment. We believe that the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause are co-guarantors of religious liberty. It was not, the Establishment Clause was not designed to be hostile. Well, can we bring it down to this case and to make it concrete, if you can focus your attention on the Second Circuit's decision in the Kaplan case. And there Judge Feinberg and one of his colleagues thought that no viewer, 
in that case it happened to be a menorah, it could have been a cross. No viewer seeing this religious symbol in front of the city hall could reasonably think that it was there without the approval of the government. Now, we're not taking there the statement of adult who is not acquainted with public forum law, but two respected judges from the Second Circuit. And what do we make of, of that reaction? Justice Ginsburg, we believe that the Establishment Clause serves a very significant interest for the society. And as applied to this case, we think the District Court and, indeed, the Circuit as well properly applied the reasonable observer test. The State's position on this would ban all religious expression in this context. We believe the reconciliation of potentially conflicting provisions of the Constitution requires a narrowly tailored approach, closely fitted, uh, is I think the appropriate language. And in so doing, the State has all of the time, place, and manner restrictions that it customarily can use within the forum. It can use those here. The State can use disclaimers if it feels it becomes necessary. All of those. You didn't ask to have this placed in a particular place. You put it where you were told to put it. Is that? It was not placed in a particular place. It was placed uh, closer to the street than to the building. Uh, perhaps uh, to understand, uh, since Mr. Renner made reference to uh, the exhibit in their petition for cert, uh, I would encourage you in our brief on the merits to look at Supplemental Exhibit 106 at the very end. That, I think, gives you the kind of display. The Klan cross was not up at that moment. It had been vandalized. But you can see other crosses, little ones, that were there, too. Uh, I appreciate uh, the state's photography from a low angle shooting upward. We, of course, um, engaged in distant photography. But you wouldn't have any, you didn't say we must have it at this location. No, no, not at all. The state could have said where. And you didn't? If, if, it, if it applied that to all. As far as the, uh, the location and the size of the sign? The you, state didn't insist on a sign of any particular size. The, the state could was it, given... Could it have? Could it have could said, have. we want this sign to be not of cardboard, we want it to be legible, large letters? Could yeah, have said that? It, it could have, and on the facts in this case, uh, it took so long for the uh, processes to go forward my clients uh, very speedily put together their symbol and the disclaimer after the district court ruled a couple of days uh, before Christmas. How about the size of the, the religious symbol? Could the state have said, we will allow these symbols, but not so that they overwhelm the space or dictate a limit on the size? And Justice Ginsburg, the state may well have limitations on size of any of the displays within the forum. And if it ultimately became necessary in order to, to serve a compelling state interest of Establishment Clause protection, the state could have suggested limitations. As it was on the record in this case, you had the uh, menorah, which was 14 feet high, across 10 feet high, a Christmas tree uh, at a distance which was uh, 20 feet high. Mr. Wallman, I, I confess not to understand your argument, uh, how, you, how you wish us to decide this case. I, I had thought that the principle you would espouse was, was the Lamb's Chapel principle, that if the 
state does this for all others. It, it, it is no violation of the Establishment Clause to treat religion the same way as others. Is, is that what you're appealing to? That is but correct. But you mentioned some case-by-case -case, uh, evaluation. How does that fit with case-by-case -case evaluation? You want us to evaluate case-by-case -case whether there's too much identification with the State House? Uh, or do you want us to simply say, if you do it for everybody else, you have to do it for religion? Which is, which is the approach you're, you're urging? Justice Scalia, we believe that presumptively the speech should be treated, religious speech should be treated the same, presumptively. Uh, but, but not necessarily. But, but not an irrebuttable presumption. I see. In, in other words, there so may So maybe be if, if I really thought this is too closely associated with the state capital, I should, uh, we, it's, it's just a factual matter whether I think the crosses are too close to the capital. And if they are, then even though you're allowing other speech, the cross can be excluded. No, not excluded, Justice Scalia. The state could impose time, place, and manner restrictions and take a, a variety of measures not excluded. But not excluded. That, then not it is excluded. not a case-by-case -case evaluation you're urging on us. No, it may it, — well — It, it is or it isn't. Justice Scalia, it, I'm talking about exclusion. I'm not talking about — let's leave time, place, and manner out of here. That, exclusion, that's off the table. you're absolutely correct, is not a case-by-case. -case. If you allow others to do it, you're saying you have to allow crosses there. That's, cor that's correct. But time, and time, place, and manner restrictions might be appropriate in terms of if there is that overwhelming appearance of endorsement that the state seems to Well, Mr. Woman, that's what I thought you had been getting at before, and I guess you've — relinquish this position if it was yours, but let me just put it forward and get your response to it. Let's assume that we do have something like a Lamb's Chapel situation. It seems to me one of the characteristics of the Lamb's Chapel situation is that the use that has been allowed of the public facilities, whatever they may be, has been sufficiently non-selective and universal that sort of everybody knows that there is no endorsement implication when suddenly a religious group comes along and says, yeah, we want to have a meeting in this room, too. Um, I thought you were leaving open the door, however, to a situation in which the religious use is in some visual or other way so remarkable or so different from, in some sense different from, the, 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 the prior non-religious uses that somebody would not necessarily know that there was no endorsement here. And in a case like that, I thought you were leaving the door open to a reasonable observer kind of analysis. And I thought, so in that sense, you're allowing a case-by-case -case or the possibility of a case-by-case -case exception, even though you accept as a general or propose as a general rule the Lamb's Chapel analysis. Did I misunderstand you in that respect? I think not. I, I think I was stating, one hopes sufficiently articulated, that when there is this tradition, as in Lamb's Chapel, when there is this understanding of the access to the forum, that reasonable observers would understand the nature of right. the forum. Right. So you've just so retracted the answer no. you gave me, in other words. No. Right? No, I believe not just. It has to be one or the other. Uh, we're not talking about time, place, and manner. We're talking about having made a determination that you let other people do it, must you let religious people do it? And I thought your answer to me was yes, but your answer to Justice Souter is not necessarily. If it's, you know, a reasonable observer would, would confuse it with the state, then you don't have to let them do it. No, 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 Justice Scalia. The reasonable observer pro approach does not justify a ban. The reasonable observer approach 
That approach may only justify the use of appropriate time, place, and manner devices, such that as means, well, That means there would be no content regulation. As, does that mean, under the history of this particular public forum, that if I came in and asked for an injunction requiring you to allow me to put up a sign, vote for George Bush, someone that, the, that Ohio did not endorse, they would have to allow that sign in that forum? I believe that the state rules do not prohibit that and that the state... So the answer is yes, they would yes. have to allow that. Have to allow political campaigning on the, by... Uh, right. That's correct. Has that ever been done? I, I do not know of is that. Is anything in the record suggested? I don't know of any, anything specifically on that in the record. Uh, there was, after all of this, uh, a candidate for governor who chose to camp out for roughly a month on the State House lawn, but of course that would have been attended. Yeah, that was attended, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't wish to make you retravel ground you've already traveled, but I, I, I am still not clear as to your answer whether or not at this juncture the State could say because there is highly unpopular a speech attended to the Ku Klux Klan symbol, we are enacting a rule, no unattended symbols. No. We believe that the state cannot say because there is hostility to this symbol, we are closing it down. That's closing it down because of... Could the state say that because there is controversy over religious symbols generally at Christmas time, we are going to leave the field, as it were, and prohibit all unattended displays. No, Justice Kennedy. Well, can they abandon the public forum? Can they terminate the public forum? They, the state cannot terminate the public forum, which uh, this is one of the most quintessential ever. This is the, the central square, the, the city square. But, but is every city square in every state, in the, every capital square in every capital in the United States a public forum? And if not, why can't Ohio say we want to be like everybody else and not make it a public forum? This is, in fact... Well, what, what is your position on that? No, we believe that, that state capitol buildings and county buildings are traditional locations for speech. And, in fact, as this court has noted in Edwards against South Carolina, this, this is one of those areas most important to have speech. So have we can have a Ku Klux Klan cross on every state house lawn in the United States? We could, depending on well, the events I that occur. Good, we must. I think I see what you're getting at. You regard the unattended as, as a time, place, and manner restriction. You're saying you have to allow people to, to march and picket and assemble and protest there, but you don't have to allow unattended displays. Is that it? The state, for neutral reasons, not content-based, the state could choose not to have unattended displays. And that's, that's a time, place, that's a manner restriction. Yeah. And, and is it also your position in answer to Justice Souter and me that the state could place a manner restriction only upon religious displays out of uh, establishment clause concerns? That is, everybody else can have an unattended display. But if, on a case-by-case basis, there's too much of a risk of associating it with the capital, religious groups cannot have unattended displays. Is, is that what you were saying to Justice Souter? No, we would, no? We would say that religious displays must be permitted, not banned. They're permitted. They're just, they just have to be attended, that's all. No. We, we're saying if there are other forms of displays, political social, whatever, those forms of displays, then the religious symbols must be permitted. We do mean... On the same rules that every other display is permitted. In other words, you're saying everybody's got to play by the same rules. 
Everyone has to play right. by the same rules. And that's as far as you go, isn't it? Not quite. Then you, well, then you, you are saying the Establishment Clause doesn't, does, it doesn't operate. No. Doesn't. We, we are saying that in those... It's not relevant. That, it, or, well, I think but, one but is you not... Said if everything is the same, the Establishment Clause doesn't apply to all speech. If everything is the same, the Establishment Clause would not apply. But these things happen in different ways in different places, and everything may not be the same. There may be some circumstance where, for instance, the Well, state could you give me an instance where you could ban a religious symbol but could not ban the thermometer? I can't. Or, or you could ban the Klan cross, but you could not ban the Red Cross, which people, I think, don't associate with religion. I cannot think of an example where you could outright ban. So then the, the Establishment Clause, you say, really doesn't bear on this problem. The Establishment Clause may bear where, if absent certain types of handling of displays, it becomes necessary for some special reason given the, the extraordinarily immense display, as, as an example, uh, it may be appropriate to have, in general, time, place, and manner restrictions. Well, Mr. Uh, Woolman, uh, supposing you have a, a, not the state capital in Columbus, where you have 10 acres, but a state capital which has a much, much smaller grounds, and they've got some beautiful flowers planted there, and they say, you know, we're not having any displays here at all on these grounds. There's a, there's a ca Capitol Park across the street that you can go to, but we just don't have any displays attended or unattended on these grounds. Is that permissible? That's content neutral and is permissible. Well, then why can't Ohio return to that sort of a thing, even though previously it, it wasn't? It could return to it. But I thought you said they can never get out of their public forum. No, I was speaking of, of the general public forum. Um, slightly distinguished from displays. If they have a content-neutral reason for not having the displays there, for instance... What if they just have a content-neutral rule? Why yeah. do we have to inquire into their motive why they have a content-neutral rule? If they do have a content-neutral rule, then indeed they could exclude unattended displays from the public forum for a variety of reasons. I mean, it may be that unattended at night creates problems. People might walk into them, lighting. There's all kinds of reasons one can uh, uh, come up with. Oh, they, they're, they're just doing it because they just don't like the KKK thing. It gets a lot of their citizens mad, and they say, well, if we let everybody else do it, we have to let the KKK do it, and it's not worth it. We're just not going to have any unattended displays. Can they do that? No. On the other hand, if the state is broke, and it says the only way we can balance the budget is to sell our 10-acre plot for an office building, uh, you'd let them do that, wouldn't you? We would, indeed. Okay. So there, at least there's one circumstance in which they can totally eliminate the public forum, and you agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's absolutely correct. Mr. Wollman, uh, I hate to interrupt you, but I'd like to ask just a couple of questions, if I may. Uh, you say that this is a religious symbol. What is the religion of the client? The Klan members hold themselves out in this record as Christians. They hold themselves out as the symbol being not just a symbol of their faith, but a symbol of history, a symbol of history that 
many of us may find, at the very least, disquieting. Nonetheless, it's a, it reflects the symbol of the, uh, the, the Confederate cross, the Scottish clans of the 1300s. It's not just a religious symbol. It, it has a variety of meanings, as do most types of symbols. But <clears throat> I think the argument, the reason I ask is so much of the argument is based on the assumption that this cross is a religious symbol. Now, is there testimony to the effect that it is a religious symbol? There is testimony as to the mixed purpose. And indeed, not just testimony, but the disclaimer itself specifically recited, it's at page 12 of our brief, uh, in chief, uh, the disclaimer itself specifically said it was to, res to express respect for the holiday season and to, in fact, test the government of the state of Ohio, challenge them over their discriminatory application, granting the application well, of the Well, if, if it has a, uh, and I don't know what the mix is, let's say it's 50-50, 50 whatever other reasons and 50 religious, then how does that become a free exercise problem? Well, we believe that free exercise is not a problem. We believe that... Well, I mean, it's a problem in this case. In, the, in this case, the state is asserting that the Establishment Clause bans it, and we think they're totally off base oh. in so doing it. Well, now, with that said, what, is, what does a burning cross symbolize? A burning cross, uh, I believe, would uh, symbolize the general orientation of the Ku Klux Klan against racial minorities, not just uh, you, ethnic minorities, myself and others, uh, a whole variety of uh, so there are some people, uh, as I understand the record, there were some concerns that some of the citizens of Columbus, when they saw that, could actually see fire on that cross. Could see fire, you mean figuratively? That's right. Uh, perhaps some could. The record here indicates, though, there were no security issues. The judge specifically... But doesn't the record suggest, though, that there was some concern that people would see more than the religious symbol in that cross? Yes, I think... That's true, and that's a political message, and one very much protected by the free speech clause. But that message doesn't implicate the, free, free, the Establishment Clause. We believe not. The political message does not. Do you think that the political, with respect to the cross, that the political message for the Klan overwhelms the religious uh, free exercise considerations? That if someone, if I said that a member of the Ku Klux Klan is carrying a cross down Pennsylvania Avenue, would the average person or the reasonable person think that that, that the free that the Klan is engaged in an exercise of religion or a political statement? My own personal views, but not in the record, are that I would view it as mostly a political statement. But uh, we. And, in fact, we believe that the state has used the Establishment Clause as a make-weight in this matter. The Establishment Clause is not irrelevant, but we think that it has been... So we're shoehorning a political case into uh, the religious component of the First Amendment? We believe the state has done just that. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Walman. The case is...